Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion 9. Alright everybody, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot. Yo. Yo, 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 yo. And Johnson. Guido, you know that internet meme, our expectations for you were low, but holy f***. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel right now. Yeah. You know what? We've done this show, guys, for three years, four years now, almost four years. And th- I'm going to do something, Johnson, that we have never done. It has always been me spewing something here at the beginning, and then I go, hey, Johnson, what are your thoughts? I'm cutting that out this week. I'm just going to do this. Hey, Scooty, what are your thoughts? I told you so. Huh? Listen, I told you. I done told you. I done told you. I done told you. (laughs) I done told y'all. situation, not that I'm happy, because I'm not. But this situation, what I'm happy about here, I guess if I am happy about something, is that finally some other people are starting to see what I've been seeing. Like I'm finally starting to get some company back on the bus, like five miles away from base camp. I'm actually probably closer to sea level than most of the people that are. <laughs> I was are getting ready fans. to ask you if you were telling people, put your carabiners down. Oh, come back to the listen, base camp. I've got coffee right, and he's tea. Like, guys, guys, we're stepping on the bus. It's time to head back to the hotel. Like, Airplane's taking off in about a couple hours here. We got to get going. I've already got we're my return home. trip booked. Let's like, let's roll. Like, here's the thing. He's Neil Brown two years ago was to me treating West Virginia fans like, well, I know more than you guys. You don't see what's going on in practice. You don't know what I know. Well, guess what? Some of us do watch a lot of sports and some of us do think, Hey, you know what? I don't think this looks very good. Or I I have some concerns about this, that, or the other thing, whether it be players or, or schemes or how the program is going in general, uh, with transfers and all that. Well, you know what? Maybe now everybody else who is giving him the benefit of the doubt just because, because West Virginians are overly kind. Now, like, it's time to put up or shut up, and I think it's almost really time to just shut up. Yeah, so for those of you that are literally living under a rock, West Virginia loses to Kansas 55-42. to This is a game that I think... All of the three of us picked to win. I think all of West Virginia fandom picked to win. It's the first time that Kansas has won in Morgantown since we've been in the Big 12. Right. It's the second time Kansas has run won on the road since 2008. Ooh. Now that's a it's, stat. That well, is that's a, a stat. stat. Like, Can we put this in perspective? I, this one win, this one win... Yeah, I think, well, I guess you can couple it with last year's Texas win in overtime by Kansas. Those two games have got Lance Leipold's name thrown into consideration now for the the Nebraska job. Right. Based on two wins. Based on two wins. And and, and here's the thing, and this is where – and we're going to get into it tonight guys. It's going to be a long it's going to be a long episode that's not fun to listen to. I mean, if you're still downloading our podcast or any other WVU podcast, thank you. We appreciate it. I'm I'm going to speak for all of the 
WVU podcast. I speak for everybody. I speak for our friends at RVK. I speak for Unreasonable Doubt that talks about basketball that has nothing to do with football. I speak for Mountaineer, uh, the Country Roads Confidential. I speak for them all. Thanks for downloading us because I don't know why you're listening to us. This team's terrible. This is upsetting. This is ridiculous. But Johnson, I will say since we have been doing this podcast, since I've been a WVU fan, I have never been this frustrated after a loss. Well, Never. you know, you know what I it's yeah, it's hard for me to think of another time too, but I I one thing as I was trying to like go on about the rest of my night last night and try to go to sleep and I was mulling it over today too. I was trying to think about this game like what really bothers me the most about this outcome because I think scoot like you get caught up in Kansas being on the front of that jersey so much. I was trying to get by that because not that they're going to be good, but just allow me to, I promise I'm going somewhere here. But like the, the Kansas team we saw Saturday, like if you lined up all the Kansas teams we've seen since 2012, since we had reason to pay any attention to the Jayhawks, I think you'd argue that, the team we saw yesterday, maybe the team prior to that, are the best Kansas teams we've run into. A lot to do with Jalen Daniels, and yeah. then and then one of the better running backs and running back situations that Kansas has had in a while. So, like, first of all, this is like yes, it was Kansas, but this this is a better version of that of that hot mess, you know, than we've seen since 2012. And I think the thing that stuck with me the most and i hate to tell scoot this because he he doesn't need any more reasons uh for why he's been been on point here lately on on the podcast but when we were texting last night during the game i said that so the thing that sticks with me is we were lining up for the two point conversion to try to send this into overtime and i said you know the silly thing is stupid heads kansas all they had to do was take you know what is probably the best quarterback they've had since like, I don't know, Todd Reesing or something. And one of the, and one of the better running back situations they've had since that, what was that guy's name? Scoot Pookie or something. Remember uh, that guy? Yeah. Puka Williams. Yeah. Like all you need is a first down and you just salt the game away. You don't even have to be in this drama of us scoring and now lining up for this two point conversion and overtime and everything. And Scoot texted me and said, Guido, Scoot put it into our text chat. And he said, yeah, but this program doesn't know how to win. You know, it's Kansas. They don't really know how to win and how to close out games. And, and that bit of conversation has just been rolling around in my brain. And I think what is bothering me the most right now on a day after when you're trying to like sort all this out is I'm frustrated that in year four at a program that does have winning traditions and does put a lot of stock in football and has been close to the mountaintop in, in college football, you're losing to a program that in year two of a new coach at a place where they don't have winning football traditions, you're getting like leapfrogged by that guy in year two at a place that has no business coming in and beating you. And you're in year four at a place. Yes. I know we can go back and go through the various excuses that have been set up for coach Brown, you know, Hogs left, left the cupboard bare and things like that, but you're at a place where you expect to win. You have resources to win. 
And in year two, this Kansas program that has no business coming in, they're they're leapfrogging you. And that so to me, on a day after, that is like my biggest frustration with this. And I think it's the most it's the most harmful argument against Neil Brown right now in year four. I, I, let, let's just let's just lay it out there, Johnson. Lay it out there, like because I'm going to rip off the bandaid. We'll talk about it now. I'm not. I don't want to dance around it. We are WVU, West Virginia University. The 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 team that we do a podcast about is the 21st winningest all time NCAA football program. Right. Top, top, almost top twenty, top twenty-five winniest all time. Kansas, not even, not even in the top one hundred, right? Not even in the top one hundred. Neil Brown has come to WVU, and listen, and this is, you were on Twitter last night, and there were all these tweets going around. Look for the guy from Happy State. Look for this. We did this experiment. We got the guy who went into LSU at Troy. And he beat Coach O, and he made whatever, LSU look ridiculous on national television. We tried this experiment. WVU now, with Neil Brown, has a losing record, 20-17. and 17. WVU now has no chance, and I'll, this is to scoot, no chance of winning three games in a row this season. Which no he's never done. Which it, he's never which done. Which he's never done. Scoot, the streak stays alive. That's right. The streak is a lot. We're going streak. And I'm going to say this. If this team continues to play like they play, no chance of going to a bowl, no chance of winning four games if they're lucky. Well, let's talk about that a minute because that's a good that's that's a good segue to if you're like us. So Scoot, yourself and I, we, we picked our preseason prognostication said four wins, five wins, five wins, respectively. Yeah. We had a hard time. I mean, look, let's be honest. We had a hard time navigating those four and five wins. We solidly had Kansas as one of them. So now that you don't have that in your back pocket, I've gone from, and I want to hear what you guys think. So after Pitt, Scoot's going to smirk at me because I was still trying to be silver linings guy, right? Last last episode, Scoot laid out like yeah, the three, like, the, the um, pyramid, the pyramid of West Virginia Bradley fandom, Cooper. and like like in the silver middle, linings playbook. It, yeah, in the middle, you've got the silver linings playbook people, and I and I was sort of, I was sort of like living in that area, and I was thinking, well, I liked what the offense did, and the defense did enough in the pit game, that maybe you go to Lubbock, and you nope. finagle a win. And I had picked later in the season, you guys did not, but I had picked later in the season, maybe you pull one off on Kansas State and scoot over the weekend. We were talking about this. Kansas State goes and beats up Missouri. Now, how good is Missouri? I don't know, but they're an SEC team. Right. What did they win? Like they beat them by like 30, 40 to 12. And Texas Tech, oh, by the way, beats Hogs and a Houston team that by all accounts everyone had ranked and thought was going to be a pretty decent team this year. So I'm now I've now flip-flopped from I had this hope of finding a sixth win to now I'm wondering like where does the league win come from? I think we had we had looked at TCU. TCU's 2 and 0. They beat uh, so far Colorado, who I think has scored two touchdowns in two weeks. And then they played some team called Tarleton State, which I think is a daycare somewhere outside of Fort Worth. So, like, maybe there's something there we could still accomplish. But I'm starting to like I've sat today thinking, where where does a league win 
come from. You know what Scooty, I mean? Scooty, is there a Big 12 win this season? Do you after after Kansas, do you see a Big 12 win this season? I think we'll win one. It's going to be fluky. Like it's going to be like how did we do that? For me, it doesn't make people think, well, let's give Neil a little bit more time. He's he can do this. Look, if he could just do this every week because he can't. He's proven that he can't do it every week. Like, he mm-hmm. cannot do it week in and week out. So, please, people, do not jump on the bandwagon if we win a game here. Like, people are going to – they do that. And I, I, I want to be hopeful for the players. I know it's not necessarily the players' fault if the scheme is wrong or, or whatever. But – and you want to root for it because they're kids. They're college kids. And, and some of that is not necessarily their fault. A lot of it is how they've been – trained and and they don't know how to win we're getting to that point too where we're almost like kansas where we don't know how to win yeah yeah we're running it into the ground but don't you guys think like scoot don't you think so we're all you know neil brown this neil brown that shouldn't neil brown be pulling jordan leslie and shadon brown to the side and said uh, hey guys you you lost half your defensive roster in the transfer portal and oh by the way you gave up 400 plus yards it was a track meet to Kansas, like a lot of people were waking up this morning, like Neil Brown needs to be well, needs to be fired or whatever. You know, well, shouldn't shouldn't like do people just not know that Jordan Leslie is the defensive coordinator and Shadon Brown is the defensive backs coach, and so they're not getting their portion of this heat? Like, in 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 Neil Brown's defense, shouldn't he be pulling them to the side and being like, sure, uh, if he wants to hey save guys, himself an extra what? week You're, or two, uh, yes. you know, Jeff Castile is now promoted to defensive coordinator or something. I mean, I, I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate here like shouldn't shouldn't there be more heat today well, he's got to be on... proactive but that we've not seen him be proactive yet the only time he's ever been proactive i think the heat was put on him to do something different with the offense this past year like in the offseason i think there was some heat applied to him because otherwise i, I feel like he's too proud there's too much i'm gonna use a fancy word Are you ready he's got too much hubris he's got a lot of hubris okay which is a false okay. sense of pride Yes, I'm familiar. In, in, I think he's he's he wants to come across as folksy and and humble and down to earth. Maybe he is, but a false sense of pride in your friend to coach the defense. Yeah, like what I mean, do you th- like? What do you think? He's brought right. his buddy in. That's his buddy from Troy. Like that's I think that's a. If you notice, you know we're not we're keeping the Troy guys. But don't you agree that wouldn't you if you lost half the defensive roster? You know, if you lost half the defensive roster, wouldn't that be like in the offseason, wouldn't you be like, hey, we're going to take a close look here at the staff and then through two games, if you're just like we had 500 yards of total offense against Kansas and lost by 13. Now, I realize one was a a pick six, but I mean, still like what wouldn't wouldn't you expect today people on Twitter, you know, everything's. Aim, all the guns are aimed at Neil Brown. Wouldn't you expect some of those guns to be like some of that firepower and that that you know that heat to be directed at those guys? Does Neil Brown like you would think? I would think, Scooty, that you come out of yesterday, you come out of this weekend, and you you let Jordan Leslie go, or you make some changes on the defensive coaching side to help save your job he, if you're Neil Brown. Right. I, that's, I agree. He thinks it's a you problem. He doesn't think it's a me problem. That's, I think, some of the issue. I think he thinks that guys didn't execute, guys didn't do this. I don't know that he thinks it's like, hey, I need to fix this. I think this is my – because if you listen to his press conference after the game – it's no different than if we win the game. Like it's the same. I haven't watched the tape. 
uh, yeah, you know, I, we, we, we were not in our lines or whatever garbage he was spewing about the defense and we didn't get lined up. We weren't getting lined up. Well, no kidding. You weren't getting lined up. You were, well, and you're not prepared. You're yeah, not ready. You're, you're not prepared. And Guido, didn't you get a tinge of, I might be, I might be just too salty about this, but in the post game, he was like, yeah, I didn't see, I didn't see the interception. JT probably just missed it on the inside. And I was sitting there thinking JT Daniels, like, what else are we going to ask the him and this offense right. to do to keep us well, in games? Like, I would have never said that comment. And let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk about JT Daniels in the offense real quick. Like, JT – and, like, I feel bad. Like, I feel bad for Graham Harrell and JT Daniels. And JT Daniels came into that post-game press conference, Scooty, and he was like, ah, I mean, for lack of a better term, you know, to, to paraphrase what he said, he was like, I did my job. I showed up. Well, I mean, they punted one time. The offense punted one time. Like they, the off, they five hundred yards of offense. Like, what do you? What else do you need? It's an awkward thing for him, right? Because he's got to probably save some face there in the locker room with these other guys, with the defensive guys, right? He's got to, you know, probably pat him on the back and say, "Hey, you know, we're, we're good. You're all right." All the while, in the back of his mind, he's probably thinking, I didn't expect it to go like this. I do my thing. We typically win. Right. These guys, I don't know. I just think it's it's probably a very uncomfortable position for him. I think when you I think when you when you have five hundred five total yards and you score forty two points and you lose by thirteen. But that's like, what I've been saying. Like he's gonna wake have up to on Sunday. He's gonna have to outscore the other teams. Yeah, but by by what 50, 50 points that's a game? Like, like, what do you like? That's... When when do you look at the defensive staff and go, hey guys, uh, we might need a change here of what we're and doing? And this is where I wonder, like you know, during the off season, during during the season last year, during the off season, uh, along with us as a podcast and many other fans and many other media outlets out there, it was. Jared Deggy stinks. We need a real quarterback. We need a real offense. Let's get a real offensive coordinator. Yada, yada, yada. Offense, 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 offense. And so WVU spent the transfer portal opening. They they spent the coaches opening. They got Graham Harrell. They got JT Daniels. They focused on offense, 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 offense. But all while we lost on the defensive side of the ball. We lost, you know, Mesador. We lost guys from the defensive side. Chandler Samedo. And so now here we are, and we have a, a phenomenal offense. They can put up 40, 60 points a game. But we can't stop anything to save our lives. Well, and our now, secondary. And then you lose a Charles Woods, and you look at it, and you lose a Charles Woods for however long, and you lose a Charles – and now well, your your defense is decimated. One of our listeners, Jeff Ruff, I think he pointed out, I saw on Twitter, how it's kind of funny that Charles Woods, we hang our hat on that name. I don't even know if he was a starter to begin the year last year. <laughs> like We're right. like, getting excited he's, about a he's guy taking that on, right. like, he's out. Well, that's just because he's the only name we he's knew. He's probably – he's standing on the sideline in a boot like, guys, look, I appreciate it, but like, we, <laughs> like, like I can't like, – it's, can't bigger, it's bigger than my injury. Well, what do you do now, though? Let, so let's project forward then. I started to ask you guys this in our in our text thread over, over the weekend here, but how, how do you feel then about – you know, like what, what if you're, what if it's October 8th and you're in your bye week and you're one in four 
because Which you because you, you couldn't get it done against Virginia Tech. You've been throttled by Wait Texas. Wait until they the Sandman on Thursday night. Your only win is against Towson. Like what? What are we? Let's project forward a bit. I mean, I'm not saying all that's going to happen, but it seems especially re- like I, look. I know Virginia Tech's bad, but still, like I feel like anyone's going to be able to put points on us right now. What What are you doing then? If that's the case, if that's the scenario, like what is the conversation? Like, I mean, I, like here, and this is the problem. I don't know what it is. I don't know what you do at this point. If you're Shane Lyons, if you're the athletic department, if you're the president of WVU, you're you're handcuffed, Scooty. Well, like by his own by his own hands, he's the one that's put the cuffs on us. He didn't have to extend him after one year. Like that's right. ridiculous. But you're you're in a position now at the beginning of October where uh, you know, you're all but out of bowl contention if you're one and four. Well, you, you're ideally you make a move. Ideally, you you know stomach the whatever it is, twenty million dollars, sixteen million. I've seen twenty and I've seen sixteen floated around. I don't know which one it is, but you you bite the bullet, you stomach that, you well, and maybe to save Shane Lyons's job, he does that. Because yeah, if, that's where I was going. Like, do you make a move or do you just? I think because I think has Shane to. Lyons starts to put some cement shoes on as well. If he doesn't, right? Like, the worse this gets, the more I think the masses turn on him. Right? right. I yeah, mean, right. And it's and it's starting to head that direction. It's almost to the point now where people have like written off Neil Brown, and now they're starting to be like, "Well, how did we get into this situation?" Now they're starting to look. Now, I will one hundred percent say this on the at the time when we hired neil brown that seemed like the right move to make yeah sure i mean yeah. i don't i mean I don't i'm not gonna fall be revisionist yeah i agree i think I that agree. was the right move yeah now, moving forward though based on the climate of today's college football it probably isn't the right move because of all the moving parts because of the transfer portal and how wild it is i i personally think that when we do move on from Neil Brown, hopefully sooner rather than later, because I don't think he's a big-time coach. I said that last week. I'm going to say it again. I don't think he's a big-time coach. But hopefully we go a different route instead of the, the, the small college, the FCS-level guy that's successful. Because I think the recruiting part, while, yes, we're getting some recruits, we're not getting the right level of recruits, I think, is some of the issue. Right. So maybe we go the route of a either former Power 5 coach or a coordinator or a current Power 5 assistant coach. Some, somebody that's recruited at that you, level. In, in thinking about this seriously, guys, like looking at what's happened over the last four years with our program – looking at where we are now, looking at what's happening in the Big 12 on a whole, Texas and Oklahoma leaving, what we're getting is not anything to write home about. Overall, like, do you feel like we're putting the program, the WVU football program, I mean, maybe not all athletics, maybe not basketball, maybe not baseball or soccer or, you know, rifle, but are we putting the football program now on the back burner? Are we are we relegating ourselves to being a mid-major team? Well, like, I, the- I think what you're doing, 
I think what you're risking here is if, if, you know, every, every conference, like in the big East, we had Rutgers in, you know, like in the sec, they have Vanderbilt in the big 10 pick a few, right. You, I mean, you've got like Northwestern and, and, but they beat Nebraska, I guess right now it's Nebraska. So like if the big 12 has Kansas and Kansas has decided they're not going to be as Kansas-y anymore and they're going to beat you. And then yeah. you're looking at your schedule and you can't figure out where your league wins come from. Guess what? You're We're the Kansas. new, you're the new Kansas. Like you're the yeah. new, that team quote unquote. So that's what I've been thinking about too. Like to me, Neil Brown. And so a lot of people, the, the conversation on Twitter, and I think they're probably right. You know, we're sitting here talking about a coaching change and I'm saying, what do you do in on October 8th? If you're one and four and stuff, I think it's more than likely, even though I would like to see a change. Don't you feel like it's more than likely you not only don't see a change this year, but you're with Neil Brown next year as well. Don't you, don't I you agree. feel that that's the more likely scenario? I mean, I, I could be wrong. I, no, I, I don't want to wish. I don't want to be toxic to Neil Brown, but like, what if this plays out and you you go like you know two and eight in conference or or you know two and seven in conference or something like that, and you're like you're now just cementing your like. Can you afford? I guess where I'm going is, can you afford to go through? the rest of this season and another season cementing yourself as the team in the conference that is just expected to be the worst. Can you do that? We're, we're not an Alabama. We're not an sec program. $16 million is still a lot of money. Right. You're not just going to shell that out. So, and, and at the end of the day, I mean, listen, and this is, this is more on the fans. This is more on us than anything else. Where are we going to go? Right. Like, where are they going to lose us, Scooty? They're not. That's the problem. Yeah, we're, and so fans like, aren't going that's anywhere. Where West, yeah. No, that's the fans aren't going anywhere. And that's where West Virginia has the advantage. That's where the university has the advantage in this. Because, it. I mean, mediocre season or not, yeah, will we complain? Will there be podcasts like our uh, the three of us, Chooches, talking about this stuff? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, are they still selling flags for people handing out by their house? Are they still selling hats and T-shirts? Absolutely. Yeah, and everyone's still gonna watch. I mean, come on, we're right. we're not going anywhere. I mean, it's not like we got any. It's not like we're gonna. T- I mean, listen, it's not like we're gonna turn to the turds. Like we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch WV. Yeah, people aren't gonna go anywhere. Now, look, seven P. I think who uh, scoot somebody the smoking musket account or somebody tweeted like. There might be seven people at the Towson game, and I think that's probably accurate. But like, yeah. the, the only thing I can, and, and maybe that's the maybe that's the odometer you use to gauge this thing. Like, if we come back, so I'm talking about like October eighth, and then you know you're coming back against Baylor. If if like Baylor, TCU, Kansas State. If these home games are start averaging 40, 45,000 people, then, you know, maybe you see Shane Lyons like, oh my gosh, like I got to, I'm losing the, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a market change. I got to do something here. Cause so let's take a look real quick. I've come up with some people, some names of some, a list, a list, if you will, of some possibilities. All right. Of some options. Some are realistic. Some are a little bit more far fetched of, of a ne- of a future hire. Yes, of a future hire. Coach Prime is not coming, Scooty. That would WV. be amazing if he did. Yo, yo. Do you do you have him in an? Or- can you go like? Can you know how I always like to ask you to do this? Can can you go in order of like, like leave the ones you want the most 
at the top. Like go start from ones. Start with you, some some of the bottom feeders. Some, some bottom, of the some yeah, of the yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe the more realistic ones. Okay. <laughs> okay. So starting with some of the guys that I don't think would be an option, but could be an option. Okay, you ready? Uh Urban Meyer is available. Okay. I do he, hear he's available. He's yes. out there. I he's, hear I hear I mean that. he's been working close to West Virginia before. Yeah. Um yeah. right. You've got uh I'll throw a name out there, uh Bill O'Brien. Uh okay. Bill O'Brien is uh yeah, yeah, offensive right. coordinator same, same for Alabama. Though. Right. Could be looking for another right. head coaching job. Throwing yeah. that out there. Um I will throw What's out What's Bill Bill O'Brien had Penn State ties? He, did. he was the one that Penn he State, took over after he, was, well, so and he, he was, was NFL, right? Yep. He was Yeah, he 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 coached with Belichick. Uh, he was offensive coordinator for Belichick. And then he went to at, Penn State for New England for years. And then he went to Houston. He went to Penn then State. Then he went to Houston. And he was head coach yeah. Houston for okay. you know the Texans for a right. couple of years. Right, right. Now right. he's back at. Uh, he's in college. He's the offensive coordinator at Alabama. But you're thinking like Penn State. Maybe maybe he's interested in just getting back into being a head coach again. Yeah, okay. but regionally, right. like maybe that makes sense. Uh, okay, all right. Manny Diaz, another okay. regional guy. Right now, he's the defensive coordinator currently for Penn State. Former okay. Miami coach didn't go over right. very well in Miami, right. but right. that's an option. Will Muschamp. <laughs> now that's interesting because so a, Will Muschamp was ousted at South Carolina, right? Yes, and before and that he was at isn't Florida. He um, he's the guy that like when he's ordering his breakfast, he's screaming at the waitress, right? Like, isn't he that guy that's like his temperament is just every time you, he is not a calm and cool kind of yeah, guy. Like every time you see a shot of him on the sideline, he's ripping someone's face off. Right. He is, um, he, he is like the anti Neil Brown in that he's regard. Currently the defensive <laughs> that is coordinator very true. at Georgia, at Georgia. Okay. The problem is he's, he went to Georgia. So I don't know how interested right. he would be to leave. Sure. Uh, Coach O, Coach Ed, or drawn. Okay, yeah, I would love Coach O to come to Morgantown. Um, I mean, just just for the people, just would, for like the the night at Kegler's, just yeah, for the right. the Coach Could O show would be worth exactly. hugs together. <laughs> Holy cow, that's a well, night. People people would love him. That is a night out. That is a night out. That is a, that is a party right there in itself. Like Coach O and hugs. Now together that I think about that, he might move up the list to, toward the top. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you like that idea even, even more would you uh would you come so would um uh, what's the what no guido guido what's the what's the new what's the new pepperoni roll sponsor barney's? at the barney's barney's would barney's roll. have to come up with like a jambalaya version of a pepperoni roll or something emerald cooks Ooh, up a pepperoni Lagaz- roll yeah that would be great bam wasn't that his thing yeah, bam, bam. Kick it up a notch. Bam. Scooty, can you do a Coach Ogeron? Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Ears. Go Ears. Let's go Mountaineers. I like it. <laughs> he reminds me of the professor from from, <laughs> from uh, Waterboy. Water <laughs> that, that boy's got a medulla that oblongata. That boy's got a problem with his medulla oblongata. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, here's another name. Uh, Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze is the head coach at Liberty. 
Um, but do, uh, could I mean, he, be he something? had a pretty. He had a pretty. How many un- more names do you have on this he list? He had a pretty unceremonious exit from. Yes. Wasn't he the guy? He's the coach like, from uh, a hospital bed. Yes. Yeah. He did but coach before from that, wasn't bed. he like? He was like, yeah, I know I have an escort service in my mobile phone, like, but it's uh, nothing to see and here. Right? Wasn't that? Wasn't he school? that guy? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm going to throw out some though. So those are some guys that uh, don't necessarily have any ties uh, yeah to i mean and i don't and here's the thing scoot like it's a west virginia thing but you're not going to get any of those names now like i don't think a name's coming to west virginia that's what i'm saying so let's look at some guys that might have a tie to west virginia right okay okay Okay. all right so Everyone wants to throw out Jamila Dye. Right, right. I don't think that that's all that realistic right now based on the current climate of things. I don't – I think there's a, a lot of people that are kind of ticked and feel that he could yeah. sabotage oh, yeah. West Virginia. So I don't right. know that that's necessarily sure. a thing that would happen. I mean, he definitely stole some players. <laughs> um, right. Quincy Wilson, okay. former player. Uh, Where's he at? Coaching isn't he like he's Fort at Lauderdale a or HBCU, something? I think, right now. Yeah, right. Uh, he okay. was at West Virginia State for a little bit, but I do believe right. he was on our staff either as a grad assistant or even maybe just a positions coach at one point. So that's a name to throw out there. Okay. Uh, everyone wants to turn to Graham Harrell because he's got such strong West Virginia ties now that he's our assistant coach. Well, it doesn't feel like a terrible option, no, though, right? He, no. It would be like a Cliff Kingsbury I don't know what he knows about higher, right? putting together a defensive staff. Yeah, but get a guy. 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 And I, here's the thing. like We're not far from like at least your interim name. Yeah, by right. The now, get a guy. Go right. find Here a guy are two names that I find interesting, and one of them, I'll start with this guy first. He is seen as in a lot of in a lot of people's eyes as one of the hot assistant coaches in the country right now. Okay, all right. Doug Belk. Do you remember Doug Belk? No. Coach I'm gonna for be, I'm going to be honest. He was on our staff at West Virginia with Coach Holgerson. He, he is, did what? Wasn't Belk wasn't Belk like a department store that was That's, at, that like, is the a, that is a department yeah, store. It is. But <laughs> he is currently the defensive coordinator at Houston for Holgerson. Oh, okay. All right. So that's a, a name that that's people seem to think because of last year's season, how it went. Right. And he's kind of risen up the the ranks. So maybe okay. something there. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about a, an old name that, uh, and I'm going to save my pick for last, but how about an old name that we haven't heard in a while, but uh, is still coaching? Jawan Sider. Oh, okay. Where is he at now? He's at Penn State. He's a running backs coach at Penn <clears throat> State. Interesting. And he's co-offensive coordinator. He um, has ties to West Virginia. Was with, uh, I think, he was with Coach Stu. Stu, and then yeah, yeah. And, well, and, and was Rich always known that. as a huge recruiter, big time Florida recruiter, which is yeah. where we really need to get back into. Right, him. right. Um, Scotty, can I yes. can I at least announce the elephant in the room? Yes. If, if you would allow. So this week, uh, WBOY had a, or no, maybe it was, uh, I'm sorry, WBOY, it wasn't you. I think it was WDTV, you know, competitors there in North Central West Virginia when it comes to, you know, news. Um, I think WDTV did an interview with a certain coach that's from the Clarksburg area, a Harrison coming. County boy, who is had a rough weekend, by the way, had a loss to Appy State. I mean, Jimbo Fisher said 
He would never say never. Well, why was I'm he, just gonna say why it. was he being asked that question? What was the context right? of that? And here's the problem. Here's the here's the thing about it, Johnson. Not even why, like I get why he was asked that question. Like you're a West Virginia reporter. You're talking to a guy from you know, a guy that's from the area. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, the whole the whole like North Central West Virginia, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, incestuous coaching pool that there is between all of those guys. Like, I get why he was asked that question. Why did he answer that question? Yeah, is what I want. It's know. awkward. Why? Why do you answer yeah, that? Well, why do you say, "Ah, oh, West Virginia is always home." Yeah, it's awkward. City. I would never say never. It made it very awkward. He's, and then on top of that, you come on a week where Neil Brown loses the pit, and then the next day he loses to Kansas and. There's not one of us that isn't calling for his head right now. I'd love to see a Jimbo Fisher He's come. He's not back. coming, and you know why? Because what does he make right now at Texas A&M? Yeah, he's kind of sitting year. on a gold mine. He's yeah. like but, but $10 million thing, dollars a I get year. That. He'd have to come for yeah. a fraction of it. Is he really going to do that? He's putting the money away, Scoot. It's in his bank. He's got it all saved up. Emergency Listen, fund. He's ready to come to West Virginia. Uh, he's not coming. I think it's more realistic, and my pick – for who should take over, and I've said this for a while now. Johnson knows. Go ahead and tell the tell the public, Johnson. Yeah, I think you want Coach Prime to come to no, Morgantown, well, don't you? That is, I do want Coach Prime. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent want Coach Prime. Coach Prime. Yes, it's not Coach Prime. I would. Yes. Okay. Coach I Prime th- trumps all, but I think. I could be wrong here, but we've kicked around Tony Gibson before. That's got to be the guy. That should have been the guy, probably from the get go. And I think we romanticize some of his, like, I think in hindsight, we probably find his defenses weren't always great. But what I always enjoyed about Tony Gibson is like the guys loved him yes. and yeah. people bought into his system. Um, it, he was always high energy. Like I couldn't pick Jordan Leslie out of a police lineup, but I always remember Gibby would walk around with a, with a, uh, you know, like tobacco in his yeah, gums yeah. and like you always mm-hmm. knew where he was walking around and people loved him he was from logan and he, you know like, he's got ties to the state i think you know guys went on into the nfl and still like yeah, you look at pointed the guy, like, to, you know pointed to him as like man loved playing for him loved being one of the dogs you know, Douglas, that, yeah Terrell those, Chestnut, right, those type like, of all guys. those guys yeah carl joseph but but and here's the thing guys like you look at WVU and you look at what we are as a state. You look at who we are as people. Like we wanted it to be hard nosed, right? We're not. We're not a West Coast offense. We're not a soft throater up the up the up over top. You know, kind of football program. And so having a defensive minded coach like Gibby, having you know more hard nosed football. And I know it's hard. It's hard talking about how much we want a defensive team coming off a loss where our defense looked like, like, I get why we're going that way. But at the end of the day, Scooty, like, if you were to stick percentage chances to the fact that this is Neil Brown's last year, like, where would you put it? Based on how I think we're going to finish out. Right. With my three wins now, since they took my fourth win. Yeah, right. Uh, I think this is his last year, so I'm going to say it's got to be 70%. 70% chance he's not back after this year. He'll finish. I think think we won't make a change in season. I don't think. No, I don't think we will I I don't feel like we'll do that either, but I – 
I feel like it's better than 50% chance he's not here for next season. And see, guys, here's the problem I have. And maybe I'm just the negative Nelly of our group. But I think Neil Brown's back for the 2023 season. Well, I I think that they look at it, and I think two things. One is they look at he – He's going. He may or may not, but he gets a late season. I shouldn't have got it, but I got it. Win over fill in the blank, right? And then he he has this halfway decent recruiting recruiting class going into the next year. Somehow he maybe confirms or retains Graham Harrell and J T Daniels, and. The athletic let's, department, Shane Lyons. Let's see where President this, Gigo. You know what? Let's just do it one more year. See what happens. Let's see where this November signing day, how that plays out. That could be very interesting. If if we're looking like uh, a flaming bag of dog poo, come you know senior signing day, might see some flipping. Well, I think there's other things at play here too, though. That's working against Coach Brown. Like, aren't don't you think that? Like, we're talking about, like, to me, your horizon on Graham Harrow and JT Daniels was this season, right? Like, I I don't know that I expect Graham Harrow to be back next season, just because I think he'll just move on to something else. But I so like, if that were to happen and he's not there, then I just think there's going to be compounding problems. Like I think the longer this goes and the more it spirals out of control, you're going to have other things. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, not gonna, you're assuming that the, the like, coaching yeah, staff will probably come back the same yeah, way it is. Like, I don't think you can right. assume that. Like, I don't think Graham Harrell is going to be like, I'm cool with this situation. He's going to, he's probably going to be recruited to go somewhere else. If we have a really good es- offensive especially- season, Especially if we lose every game 65 to 48. Yeah, and I just think, like, so, uh, again, maybe to finish out where we started here, like, Scoot, you know, you were saying a total of four and eight. Guido and I were five and seven. If I look back at my picks now, at least right now in the moment following a Kansas loss, I'm more apt to say we go three and nine now than five and seven. You know what I mean? Like. That's and so I feel bad. like that's very realistic based on what I've seen through how, two weeks. How do we, Scooty, like, how do we, I mean, how does this happen? This is where I'm confused on it. Like, how do you get a offensive coordinator that, saw, let's, for argument's sake, say what you want, say what you don't want, a sought-after offensive coordinator, a former five-star recruit as quarterback, you retain the vast majority of your offensive line, or uh, not, you retain the vast majority of your wide receivers. How, how are we in this position? Like, how is this happening? But that's all working. I mean, all that stuff is working. I understand. I that, mean, but like, we knew the defense was well, going to be bad. I think everyone is just even more surprised at how bad the defense do you is. Feel performing. like it's kind of like maybe in his mind. Neil Brown felt like, okay, our defense is pretty good. We're all right on defense. Yeah, we lost some guys, but I think that's what couple happened. Years, Off, last offseason, you know, my first like, couple years, bad. our defense was one of the things we could kind of hang our hat on. Well, right. we don't need to do much with the defense. You know, the system is what's going to fix the, the the lack of personnel. It's the system that's good, not not the you know we're not worried about the personnel. So then we just kind of eh, don't look over there. It looks good. 
Wolf, Wolf, now, hey, that offense, that looked really bad last year. We need to do something different because I'm hearing people yell at me about how my play calls are boring and all I do is ever throw bubble screens and my prolific passer <laughs> throws five <laughs> yards down the field and the wide receivers do all the work, but he's right. amazing and he's right. accurate because he's only throwing five yards down the field. But, and I, I don't understand why people say this, but if you're saying it's a problem, I'll do something about it. So he goes out and he gets Graham Harrell. He goes out and he recruits, uh, and I don't even know how much he recruited JT Daniels. It might have been more Graham Harrell recruiting JT Daniels, but we right. get JT Daniels. Right. All the while we're like, ah, the defense is good. I'm not going to worry about the defense. That's great. Well, guess what, Jack? It's not great. It probably wasn't it great. Stinks. And everyone that's claimed that we left the cupboards bare or the cupboards were left bare, maybe we were actually decent because of what was left from before. Not from what you've brought in. Well, the funny thing, too, is we have not talked about the Neil Brown State of the Union tweet that came out before Kansas, which already had made me angry and frustrated. Well, it was it was it felt so unnecessary. It was cringeworthy. It was cringeworthy. I think I texted you guys and I was like, it feels like he's being held hostage somewhere in like a hut in Fallujah. Well, and it's like. like. if you feel the need to do that, then you really have no idea what you're at the helm of right now, right? right. Like, we're not going anywhere. 100%. Fans aren't going. You don't need to come on Twitter with some cringy video asking fans. You don't need to try to. We're there. Like, you don't need to try to win us I mean, over. If there's, I could make a long list year to year of what I think could potentially be wrong with the football program, and I could make a super long list, and nowhere would you ever see me writing down fan engagement or fan support okay so don't there's absolutely no reason for you to come on twitter and put that video out and what are you going to do now you asked everyone hey look we're fighting we're going to write this ship we're going to get this going and guido i don't know if you remember this but we were drafting our our fantasy football teams that very evening and you you said you said come out and be out of kansas let that be your statement don't put out a statement right. just come out don't come out anything. and win just do and it. annihilate kansas and let that be your statement and then you're good so like that that whole thing now in hindsight like so if you take if you take that video communication and now you layer right. this on top of it it just feels like a train wreck like it just feels terrible and here's a question I have for you, Johnson, going back to that. Like now looking back on that video seven days later, right? Looking back on that video, hey, stay with us, guys. It was a tough loss, but the boys were in there. We're going to beat your team, blah, 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 rah, rah, rah. Like looking back at that video, do you think he was like, oh, man, I got to say something because Kansas is going to beat us? <laughs> well, it now, yeah, now it has this, like, it, I think now you can frame it in a guy who's looking ahead at the schedule and going, oh, crap, if they're acting like that after this opening day loss, and I, right. I've got a long road to hoe here, I need to, I need to be out here politicking for support. It just feels terrible. Like, so, Scooty, like, is there, like, we lost to Pitt. It was a good game. It was a tough fight. I think all of us came out of that Pitt game and we were like, well, he kind of lost it. The fourth and one, blah, blah, blah. And then you come into this Kansas game and you're like, what are we doing? Is there any chance for Neil Brown to save his job at this point? Like, what would he have to do? Ten games left in the season. What would he have to do to save his job at this well, point? Well, and keep in mind, Scoot, too, 
think about WVU Twitter coming into this season. Like, hey, six wins isn't going to cut it. You need to go eight, nine. Well, wins. how about all these yodels out there on Twitter? What are you talking about? Like, on top of that, Shane Lyons said that. Like, Shane Lyons said in a preseason interview, I think with Learfield or one of them, Shane Lyons said, you know, we won six last year. We're expecting a better season this season. Well, I so go back to all these. Shane Lyons has already put that, all these yodels who've been down. clamoring before the season started that we were going to be ten and two, that yeah, we're going to be nine oh and gosh. three. Yeah, I this feel sorry for. I feel sorry for we're, those people. We're not getting any respect. We shouldn't be picked sixth in the Big Twelve. We should be picked, right. you know, in the top two. Texas right. isn't that good. It's between us and Oklahoma. Maybe Oklahoma State. Like you're freaking clowns. Okay, you're clowns, folks. <laughs> There's a bunch of you out there. I'm sorry if I offend you, but nobody in their right mind from the get-go saw this as a team. That's the sound of subscribers unsubscribing from our podcast. Listen. (laughs) Click, click, click. Thanks, Listen. Click. Nobody, like, it's false sense of hope. Like, I want you to be realistic. Be realistic. Nothing we have seen in the last four years should tell you that this guy is going to win lots of games. Nothing. Well, I don't think. He's I don't not. think we get the in-season change. But do you think no. there is an in-season assistant change possibility? No, I don't think he does. I don't you think don't. he does. No, I honestly, I honestly, Johnson, I don't, I don't feel like there is. I think is. it's a sinking. I mean, if, if I would imagine, and if, here's, if and here's Virginia the thing, Tech, here's the thing, who just managed, Oof. I think, 155 total yards in a win against Boston College, comes out and boat races us with Grant Wells to the tune Oof. of like 400 yards. You're telling me it's, you're uh, not gonna, you're not gonna have an in-season I mean, assistant change. You're telling me that. I mean, I yeah, I don't. If know. If you go to Blacksburg, Inner Sandman plays, and Grant Wells, West Virginian, boat Grant ra- Wells. yes, boat races you, <laughs> and Virginia Tech suddenly has an out. You know they're they have no Ooh, offense right now, and they go that. for thirty eight, forty some points. You're Ooh. telling me there's no change at the assistant. I don't think You're we do. Can we can we shelve it? Can we shelve it, Johnson? Can we shelve it? I because still don't I, think I just do. think I don't like, think we do. You're gonna have torches and pitchforks. Oh. I think you're right. I think Morgantown burns. Like I really I mean you're do. gonna have just I think, irate people. I think and here and here's the thing. Shane Lyons was Saturday and, and I don't blame him. Shane Lyons was in Massachusetts on Saturday. He was with Coach Huggins in Springfield. Coach was getting put into the hall, deservedly so. Listen. I can't imagine when he, when Shane Lyons at ten thirty at night, nine thirty at night, walked out of that lovely facility they have there in Springfield, Massachusetts, I think there's a burger place in there. Like there's a couple of restaurants around. There's like it. a Cold yeah, Stone it's nice. Creamery. It's like in a it's like in a strip mall, Scoot. It's the weirdest. It's a, thing. It is. It is like it's in a very strip mall. weird. I've been there. I've, it's, it's weird. Odd. He walked out of it and he probably opened up his phone. He, he was like, you know, I'm going to, you know how like when you go to events, Johnson, you're like, oh, I'm going to turn my phone off for this event. I think he turned his phone on and he looked down and there were, you know, that bubble, like where your messages and your text messages and your phone messages. He's like 7,453. Right, right. I think Shane Lyons is in a tough spot. I, I really well, do. And because listen, I'm gonna I don't know you, what this you is, do. This is my prediction. Okay. You ready? Two weeks from now, that's when we play Virginia Tech, correct? Yes. Two right. Thursdays from now, not yeah. not this coming Thursday, yeah. but the following. 
Correct. Okay. Scooty's never correct about anything. So that the week of that 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 game against Virginia Tech on Tuesday, right. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to turn my hose on and I'm going to start watering my house. I'm going to start hosing down my house in preparation. <laughs> to combat the fire. Yes, yeah, in okay. preparation for what's about to happen. Just wet everything yes, down. Yes, I'm going to hose it all down. Wet it down. I'm going to try to start my own fire line because <laughs> it could get. Did you see the pictures of the blue lot? After it looked like a Kenny Chesney concert at Heinz uh, Field is what it looked like. <laughs> it did. It was like That's a exactly sad what it looked dystopian like movie photo. Or it something. looked like uh, if you watched that uh, documentary on Netflix about uh, Woodstock '99. That's what it was kind of like. It was like the the garbage people stopped doing their job and just started listening to the music. <laughs> That's <laughs> like... well, but I have to imagine walking out rain soaked in the rain. Walking back to your car after an overtime night loss to Kansas is a horrible, like just watching it on TV was bad enough. I feel terrible well, for the people that were there and had to then, you listen, know, drive home. Probably the most recent bad loss that made people like want to cry was probably 2007, right? The pit game, probably the last right. time at a night pit, game, yeah. home game that was bad. But the feeling was different. Yeah. The feeling was like more like, oh man, like we just lost our chance. Right. Like, oh man, this is anger. Like there was more like sadness this is before. Anger. This, this is, is anger. like we. Why are we here? Well, this feels more like you hit a rock bottom of something. Feeling like somebody like, threw a shoe on the field for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking shoe thrown. Well, and somebody. So let's spend two seconds on this because Guido and and I, I think in particular, kept commenting how just painful it was to listen to. The ESPN folks, Scoot, I think you were saying that too. And and rough. during that whole stoppage, the guy, I don't know who that guy was, but he, he did make me laugh though, because he was like, Looks like a nice looks like a nice shoe. Looks like a really nice shoe. You <laughs> Somebody's know? not only wasn't a, was a crappy like, well, shoe. Not only are they gonna it be angry, but be a walking like pole somebody wet was... and with one shoe. <laughs> <laughs> somebody was willing to give up a nice shoe for that. I thought, what happened? This player's cleat fell off and yeah, nobody's claiming it. Initial, yeah. Here's the thing, guy, guys, and I'll say this: like we have done this for years, and there's tons of websites, there's tons of other, you know, none of us are, or well, few of us are, but none of us are like, you know, holders of media passes. We're just fans having podcasts and websites and whatever. And this is the first time in the uh, four years that we've done this, guys, that I have gone through. I've spent the time. And I've gone through all of them. I've gone through everywhere from, you know, the the earsports.com, the Mike Kazaza and Chris Andersons who hold press passes and get to ask coach questions, all the way down to us and the Brad Smiths and the people who don't get anywhere near the stadium with a press pass. And we all have the same opinion. Like, we went through this whole phase where, like, there were people like, oh, he sucks, and there were people, oh, we're not happy, and this is a bad choice, whatever. Like, we all hold the same opinion now. Like, we all hold the same opinion of, this is the wrong direction. This may not be the right coach. This may not There's be no the right way. answer. It's, it's, I mean, it's, come on, he's not the right coach. Like, he's not the right coach. He's not. And so, like, now what happened? Like, you know, we've been in this, and I, I, we've been in this rebuild since 2019, 
what's next? Like, how long does this take? And, and I know, and we didn't talk about it guys on last week's show. It is good. The NCAA announced they're going to a 12 team playoff. That's, you know, <laughs> you look at it. Things got to change. If we got a chance at being in the top 12, we well, but here's the thing, Scooty, you say that, but like, but like you look at it and it, it does add a little bit of parody finally to the NCAA, right? Because the NCAA has been five or six teams at the top and who's going to make the playoffs for the last decade. And now you've got this situation where, okay, we maybe we spread the wealth a little bit and maybe it helps recruiting and it helps the NIL sitch a little bit. And that, so now – Instead of it, I mean, we say top 12 teams are getting in, but maybe, you know, realistically, there's 24 teams that have a shot at playing in the playoffs. And so that helps that helps soften everything so not every amazing player goes to Alabama or Georgia or wherever. You know what I mean? So I think it's good on a whole for the NCAA. The problem is, is where is West Virginia in that conversation, you know? And we expected, like, with Texas and Oklahoma Johnson moving out of the Big 12 and the chance that we weren't going anywhere else to begin with anyway. But you would think that WVU would be one of the, you know, quote-unquote elite programs of the Big 12 with Texas and Oklahoma being out. And it doesn't look that way yeah, right Yeah, I mean, now. you'd, it you'd like to think of us in that in that regard, but, but that's not where we are. And, you know, I think uh, our buddy Jake Lance over – um, over with the Smoking Musket crew, he even had a breakdown that I forgot. You know, we were talking about buyouts because buyouts? The, buy, the buyout sort of, <laughs> the, buy, <laughs> the buyout like steps, you know, it like stair steps as we get through his tenure. Um, you know, Coach Brown contractually is with us through 2026, gentlemen. So, Ugh. I mean, yeah, we're talking a $16 million buyout if we try to do it, you know, at the end of this season. But that's because it works its way down to like three point eight or nine million Thanks, like in, in 2026. So I, that's why I think this is just a really tough situation. And even though we are having that transition out of Texas and Oklahoma and those other teams coming in, I mean, I think you're positioning yourself. Those other teams have to be looking at us on a future schedule. Like, what are they scared about? I mean. But if you get a chance, and where there's links in the show notes, go to our website, gotyourearson.com. We've got links to, you know, what Brad Smith, what Jake Lance, what uh, Mike Asti, who is the writer for WVU Sports Now, like all those guys, what they had to say about the state of Neil Brown in the hot seat that he's on now. Because you can't deny, after a loss to Kansas, Neil Brown's seat, you know, went from, you know, maybe it was mild, maybe it was like a little bit of sriracha on the seat, to now it's like, it's almost like full-on ghost pepper on a seat now. Like, it's it's hot. Like, there's no way that it's not. So uh, definitely check out some of those articles. Check out. And, you know, on top of everything else, I mean, Towson aside, and I hate to brush away a Towson game against a, against a, a you know, a, a, an FCS school, but like Virginia Tech goes in and beats BC this weekend. Not that BC is a great team. 
It's but a they, power they, five they school. Put, they put, well, they're figuring out. They're it's a figuring power out five ways school. to win. Yeah, they're rebounding from old dominion. Right. The, to me, that's the the message there. Not that BC is like clone dog will get mad at me saying this, but not because BC has their own host of troubles. But I think Virginia Tech winning that game is like, hey, let's get stuff back on track. It's not like they're going to look at us coming in and they're going to cower like, oh, geez, what are we going to do? No, right. I mean they're going to they're going to look at that score and that film and of Grant Kansas Wells running is probably a, like relishing this opportunity to play. Well, us. and like Kansas wasn't running some pro style offense kansas was running like an option based simple and we couldn't do anything and, and they both like a high us. school offense, yeah like Johnson. so yeah right so i mean it's not like virginia tech's not gonna feel like they have opportunities against that uh, so i you know i don't know i i don't think you can assume anything in that game wvu now uh faces towson on saturday uh back in morgantown you know two home games in a row that's always good uh, the game is at 1 p.m. It's on ESPN+. Plus. 1 p.m. is a weird kickoff for a college game, by the way. Can I just say that? Well, and it's family It's it's family day, coincidentally, which feels weird because it's like, hey, kids, go out with mom and dad and listen to them cuss about how mad they are all day uh, at the football team. <laughs> it's family day. A uh, couple of other things we do need to put into the podcast this week, things that happen in the world of WVU. First of all, uh, sad to say, Frank Signetti Sr. Uh, passes away at the age of 84, former WVU head coach. Uh, one of the, what, he was, he's like, what, the fifth coach ago? I mean, you had Frank Signetti. After Frank Signetti was Don Nealon. After Don right. Nealon, you had Rich Rod. Yep. So it's not right. like he was that long no, ago. No, I think he wasn't he the bridge for us between uh, Bowden and Coach Nealon. So, yeah. Correct, correct, yeah. So Frank, Frank Signetti passes away. At age 84. Uh, some interesting and other interesting things. St. McLeod, which I think we all kind of saw the writing on the wall with this. Uh, West Virginia defensive player St. McLeod has entered the transfer portal. Johnson, he's yeah, gone. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's to me just a... Uh just a bad experience all the way around. I mean, it just sucks for that. That was his experience in Morgantown. Hopefully he lands somewhere else and can get back on track with his career. Um, we also had Pat McAfee join ESPN as a full-time member of college game day. That's pretty cool. I think that's probably Guido where he was aiming for the whole time. And we had been speculating, like, do they start to work someone in because of uh, coach Corso's, you know, age and maybe like moving on, you know, away from game day. So that's interesting to see, to see, uh, to see McAfee move into that. Pretty cool. Scooty, is Pat McAfee the next Lee Corso? Like, does he take that role on? Um, yeah, I think he does. I think he's, um, he'll probably run with, with this. He does everything he touches kind of turns to gold right now. So, um, I see Pat, uh, doing very well. Yeah, and I have maybe the biggest announcement, Scoot. I, I saved this one for last. I didn't text this to you earlier. <laughs> I, know you, I know exactly you know where you're what going I'm with say, this, Guido. So, Scoot, you'll be happy to know. I don't know how it wasn't already, but Chick-fil-A is now the official chicken sandwich of WVU Athletics. Did you know, did you know that? Did you see the tweet that WVU put out with Coach... Coach In Neil Brown through. going through the drive-thru. Oh, yes. no. Yep. Shane Lyons at the counter. 
ordering like specifically ordering the official chip like when he walks up to the cash register he says hi i'd like i'd like hopefully they got rid of the pickles i'd like the official chicken sandwich of wvu athletics i just thought you'd be really happy to know that scoot i know you're such a big you are huge like this is like (laughs) you're going to be looking for some merch that's got the the logos combined you want those two logos on on the same shirt (laughs) like cincinnati like the bearcats like a golf Like, like a golf hat or something well, and how about um, Scoot? September tenth is now officially known as Bob Huggins Day in West Virginia. I like that. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do we not finish the podcast tonight? His gold about chain being Coach, out with Coach the gold Huggins jacket or the whatever the orange gold jacket. Chain, uh, September tenth, WVU loses to Kansas, but September tenth is now officially Bob Huggins Day in West Virginia as Bob Huggins gets put into the Naismith basketball hall of fame in springfield massachusetts you know we've been talking about this for years how's hugs not a hall of fame member he gets put in it's unfortunate that it comes and johnson we've talked about this it comes after a year where yeah stinks yeah it's bad timing but i think it's it's so well deserved and i thought it was great that uh in his speech he was saying Kind of like, you know, uh, an acknowledgement of all the guys he's coached saying that he loved all right. of them. You know, it's I don't know how I, I don't know how you can't you can't like that. I know everyone that has played for hugs always says how much, it, you know, that's impacted their lives. I, I love that. And I think people said people attending the game, the Kansas game, said the biggest ovation of the night came when they put hugs up on the big board and showed some of his speech. So I, I thought that was cool, too. Yeah, I heard the same thing, Scooty, like. At the end of the day, you know, people were more excited at that at the Kansas football game that Huggins' speech was up on the uh, the jumbotron there at Milan Pushkar Stadium. Uh, I just hope that Coach Huggins can put on the court a team that at least makes us excited this season. Because well, people might be looking forward to basketball season a lot early, earlier than they thought they were. Maybe correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, so tough week for WVU. We play Towson on Saturday, 1 p.m. It's on ESPN+. Plus. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Tell your friends to listen, like, and subscribe. I have a feeling, guys, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, are we going to spend the rest of this season talking about how much we dislike Neil Brown? And Yes. Listen, next week we face Towson. We see uh, the Tigers come to town. We'll see what happens. Um, in the meantime, Johnson, tell everybody where they can go to to hear our podcast and, and learn a little bit more. Uh, yeah, they can go to uh, gotyearson.com, right? I mean, it's kind of like the hub for everything we do. We put the latest show up in blog form every week. Uh, all the links for the show notes will be there. You can even click right on the tune in. Uh, link to listen to the latest show so check it all out Sweet. you can also find us on uh, online you can find us on instagram and twitter at got your ears and search for us on facebook we have a page there got your ears on.com listen guys we'll be back next week with another show we promise we're not going anywhere we're sticking with you right scoot that's right going nowhere we're not going anywhere so thanks for listening everybody hope you enjoy your week let's go mountaineers you're listening to got your ears on